Welcome to Scaling Up H2O, special holiday edition. Scaling Up Nation, Trace Blackmore here, and it is Industrial Water Week. Every industrial water treater's favorite holiday, an entire week just for us, and how are you going to celebrate it? Whatever it is, make sure you take a picture of it and you hashtag that picture, IWW21 and Scaling Up H2O. By putting those two hashtags on there, everybody will be able to see how you are celebrating. And folks, when we all do that together, we're all coming together as a Scaling Up Nation, as industrial water treaters, and we can really have a lot of fun. I tell you, In my career, in some of the toughest days that I've had, just knowing that I'm not alone doing this and there are other people that are out there that are doing the exact same thing as I am has helped me get through so many difficult times. And a lot of those people I can call and I can ask them questions on what I should do next. So by hashtagging IWW21 and hashtagging scaling up H2O, you will see that you are not alone and we have a whole bunch of people out there that have chosen the same profession as you did industrial water treatment. Well, as I mentioned, it is Industrial Water Week, and we are going to hear from the founding father himself, James McDonald. Welcome to the fourth annual Industrial Water Week. Over the years, so many of you have celebrated what we do as a profession in so many wonderful ways. Others may still be asking, how can I celebrate Industrial Water Week? Number one, celebrate in your mind and heart. You know what you do. Take time to think about pretreatment, boilers, cooling, wastewater, and to reflect upon your career. Take time to recognize and perhaps even boost your passion for what you do this week. Number two, post something on social media. Post a picture of what you're doing, of the industrial water equipment you're working with, or even post a quick note about your day, your current challenges, or successes. Number three, this is where the sky's the limit. People have made videos, written articles and blogs, served cakes, shared memes, and even written songs. Industrial Water Week is truly about you and your career in this noble profession of industrial water treatment. You decide. As we celebrate this fourth annual Industrial Water Week together across the world, I truly look forward to seeing and hearing from each of you. Happy Industrial Water Week. James, thank you for that. And Nation, I have to tell you, James is always very, very clear to let all of us industrial water treaters know that he might have been the one that submitted all the official paperwork to get Industrial Water Week as an official holiday, but the ownership of Industrial Water Week, it belongs to all of us, all of us industrial water treaters. 
Now, every year on Scaling Up H2O, we do something a little different to celebrate. But one thing we always do is we bring you a brand new episode each and every day this week so you can celebrate in style Industrial Water Week. Now, today is Pre-Treatment Monday. We are going to take you on a tour through the Scaling Up H2O archives of Industrial Water Week's past. We are going to pull some episodes that will remind you of some things that we talked about. Maybe these are some episodes that you haven't listened to in a while, or maybe these are some episodes that you've never listened to, and now it's piqued your interest, and you want to go back and listen to those episodes. So we're going to do this a little bit differently than we did last year, that we did the year before, that we did the year before that. So I hope you enjoy it. And as I opened up the show, I want you to know that there are so many industrial water treaters out there. This is how I want us to celebrate this year. So please help me in this endeavor. Each and every day this week, I want you to take one minute to celebrate with the entire water treatment community. I'm gonna be asking you to take pictures and then hashtag those to what I mentioned before. Again, that's hashtag IWW21 and hashtag scaling up H2O. You do that, other people do that, you're going to be able to enjoy those pictures and see that we are part of a community. Now, today's task is I want you to find your favorite water softener and take a picture next to your favorite water softener, or if you have another favorite piece of pre-treatment equipment, by all means, feel free to take a picture of yourself next to that. We're going to start out with listening to episode 50. Episode 50 was originally aired October 1st, 2018. The last thing that I will mention is user error. Now, we're always going to get blamed for everything, but it may not be us. We had a customer that they saw every time that that softener backwashed, we were wasting water. And they didn't want to waste water. And they're a company that's very familiar, if I told you the name, with being very eco-conscious. I'm not going to tell you the name. But with this, when we would leave after we had things programmed, they would quadruple how long that softener would stay in service before it went into backwash. Well, of course, we would come next time. And if we were lucky, we would find it hard or what happened a lot of times was we actually missed when it regenerated and it was producing soft water when we were there, but just a week before it wasn't. And then we were seeing issues with our phosphate, with our alkalinity not being what they should because it was going after that calcium. So look at programming issues. Now they might be issues where we ourselves did not program the unit properly, or maybe our program was changed. A little bit of advice I can give you is when you program things, 
And I never use what's set up from the factory because that's too generic for me. I want to test my water. I want to make sure I know exactly what's in it. And then I apply that to my cubic feet of resin and how much hardness that can hold. And then I back calculate from there. And then that's how I program the unit. And I write all that stuff down so I know what I did. And a lot of times I'll go through when we have a problem and somebody has changed that. A lot of times they were just looking at it and they hit the wrong button and maybe they brought it back to factory default or really messed it up. Next up is episode 107, part one. That was aired October 7th on 2019. Nation, this was a hard week of episodes for me. Back in 2019, I recorded 75 interviews over the AWT convention held in Palm Springs. That's all I did during the show. I interviewed people. And then at night, I edited those episodes, I labeled them, and I uploaded them to my fantastic audio engineer, Sean. And then Sean had to put all of those together in a cohesive product, send back to me to approve, and then I had to send everything to my staff where they put everything together, all the behind the scenes stuff that you would never think about that have to be done in order to deliver this podcast each and every week. In fact, some of you might be thinking about it because we did an episode back earlier this year, was episode 182, and that was everything that we do to put out a podcast episode. Well, just imagine I was doing basically what we do on a weekly basis every single day after attending the Association of Water Technologies convention during the day. Folks, I was up pretty much till 4 a.m. every night putting these things together. I was exhausted when I got home from this convention, and then the following week was Industrial Water Week, and you enjoyed a brand new episode each and every day for Industrial Water Week in 2019. Well, here's one of those episodes that I was painstakingly working on while everybody else was sleeping. Nation, I know you are celebrating Industrial Water Week, and I am with the gentleman that is responsible for Industrial Water Week, James McDonald, CWT. How are you, James? I'm doing just fine. How are you, Trace? I am doing wonderfully. And of course, we're recording this at the AWT conference, so it's a couple weeks before Industrial Water Week. But you are responsible for us having our own holiday, and this is the second time that we have celebrated it. I want to know what kind of feedback have you been getting on the fact that we have a holiday now. Yes, yes. You know, across the world last year, when I follow hashtag Industrial Water Week, I find um, people from everywhere who are celebrating it. Companies of all size, large, large and small, Nalco, Aquaphoenix, a wide range of companies, and just people have reached out to me thanking me for, well, starting this, it's, still, it's not my holiday, it's our holiday, but 
it's been very welcoming. It really has been. I've heard the same thing, too. And, of course, uh, in honor of this incredible holiday, we are doing an episode each and every day this week. Thank you. So what are some of the things that you think an industrial water treater needs to know in order to properly celebrate this holiday? Yeah, well, I think what, what they need, need to, to do is use this as an opportunity to grow themselves. Use this as an opportunity to share with, with their colleagues what, what, what they can do. Use this as an opportunity to share with their clients what, 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 they, what they can do. And it really is a well-rounded holiday in that you make it what you want. And so that's why there are days. There is pre-treatment Monday, boiler Tuesday, cooling Wednesday, wastewater Thursday, and careers Friday. So you can make it what you want it to be based on your expertise. Perhaps you're a vendor who only deals with cooling towers. That's your focus. Well, James, thanks so much for all you do, not only for the AWT, but for the entire industrial water treatment community. And thanks for getting us our own holiday. You're welcome, and thank you too, Trace. Last year, something new we tried was Water Treatment Jeopardy. We did that on episode 159 that aired October 5th of last year. Now, you had an entire year to study these questions. So let's see if you can get the ones right that you didn't from last year. Here is a replay of last year's pre-treatment Water Treatment Jeopardy. So I thought something that we would add to our celebration is a little industrial water treatment jeopardy. So folks, get your thinking caps on because here come a few questions to see how well you score on this Monday's topic, pre-treatment. When samples are taken from a water softener, usually specific gravity, over the entire backwash cycle, it is called this. What is an elution study? This is the most common name given to a filter that uses a silica-type substance for its media. What is a sand filter? This is the device in the bottom of a sand filter that keeps the sand from leaving the vessel. What are the laterals? This is the volume of a solution passing through a certain quantity of resin within a given time. What is flow rate? The solution which emerges from an ion exchange column is called this. What is effluent? This is what we call loss of resin through abrasion. What is attrition? Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed our first installment of Industrial Water Treatment Jeopardy. Scaling Up Nation, there is no doubt about it, the supply chain has gone crazy. It has gone off the chain. And what do we need to know as water treatment businesses to make sure that we are making good decisions today that are going to affect us tomorrow? Make sure that you register for the roundtable event that we are holding on these issues around the supply chain. We're going to be having a Zoom call October 14th at 5 p.m. Eastern time, and you can register for that 
by going to scalinguph2o.com forward slash update. Nation, there's no doubt about it. We all fell in love with Detective H2O. James McDonald has done so much for the water treatment industry, and one of his gifts to us was he created a character, Detective H2O. And for many of you, last year on episode 159, it was the first time you were ever introduced to Detective H2O. Well, I'm sorry to say I don't have any new episodes of Detective H2O. Hint, James, the world is waiting. We love them. We want them. What can we do to support you? But what I can do is I can replay the ones that he shared with us last year, and I know you're going to love them as much as you did then. Welcome to Detective H2O, the case of normalization. Rain flooded off his black umbrella as Herbert Henry Oxidane, P.I. CWT, stepped outside the six-story building where he rented office space. A few minutes before, the powerhouse chief operator, Howard Clyde Muriatic, had phoned. On the third ring, the water detective answered. Detective H2O here, the best water treater this side of the Ohio. Solving water problems drop by drop. What you got? Detective H2O, we need your smarts over here at Aardvark Stamping Incorporated. This is Howard. We've got this reverse osmosis system. My crew records a lot of data on it. We just have no idea when to clean it. My guys are good with the books, see? Lots of practice from their extracurricular activities, if you know what I mean. We just don't know what to do with this RO data. When should we be cleaning the RO? We've been guessing, putting our fingers in the air, and just guessing. I've been meaning to come up to your neck of the woods for a while now, Howard. I'll start my old Ford and be over as fast as it can coast there. It's mostly downhill. Crack open the checkbook and save me some coffee. Dodging the raindrops, Detective H2O marched from the guard shack to the powerhouse at Aardvark Stamping Incorporated. Their three 100,000-pound-per-hour coal-fired water tube boilers lined the main aisle with the operator room on the far side. As he searched for Howard, the water detective took a moment to look through the logbook. Everything appeared to be in order with regular testing and no notable events with the water treatment equipment during the last few weeks. Detective H2O took a moment to chat with the on-floor operator he found sitting in front of the boilers with his feet propped up. Ox, it's been a while. How have you been? Oh, not bad, Barney. Not bad at all. Don't bother getting up. How about you and things around here? I'd complain, but nobody would listen. Things around here have been going fine. We finally rebuilt some of the valves on softer number two a few months ago, but she'd been eating her tires kicked for an embarrassingly long time. Sounds good. Is Howard around? He called me about interpreting the RO data. Howard's around here somewhere. I'll call him on the radio and have him meet you at the RO. You'll find log sheets to the right of the units. Detective H2O made his way to the RO, observing the flow rates, pressures, connectivities, percent recovery, temperature, run times, etc. as he listened to the unit run. It was filling up the permeate storage tank, and at first glance, things looked good. 
The data on the log sheets only went back a month and didn't show anything obvious. A more thorough look at the data would tell the real story, though. Detective H2O, thanks for coming. As you can see, the RO's humming right along. And as you can see from that log sheet you're holding, my crew's good at keeping the books. We completely guess when to clean it, though. The permeate flow rate is relatively constant, but I know these things do file and need periodic cleaning. Is cleaning every three months really necessary, though? Or should we clean more or less frequently? I've got no idea. I see your problem, Howard. Reverse osmosis systems are a great technology. They can save a ton of money in boiler fuel cost and water cost. I've worked with them for years, but they can be counterintuitive when interpreting their data. Changes in pressure, temperature, dissolved solids, percent recoveries, and so forth can make just eyeballing the data impossible. They can work against each other to make what seems like a good trend into a hidden disaster. Do you have the rest of the data? We should go back several months to see what's been going on. I've got better than that, detective. I've been entering it into a spreadsheet. Grab that log sheet hanging there, and we'll put that data in too. When Howard fired up his computer and entered the most recent data, a clear story still did not show. Look at this, detective. The permeate flow rate has been steady for the past year. Very steady. I start getting nervous when it runs for too long between cleanings. We cleaned this unit last October, and then late February. But you wouldn't know it by looking at the permeate flow. No changes at all. Are the membranes not fouling? Should I stop cleaning? I wouldn't draw that conclusion yet. Let's see how variations and variables such as pressure and temperature affect the permeate flow. It's called normalization and allows you to do an apples-to-apples -apples comparison of the system. Would the membranes you have today perform as well under the same conditions as when they were installed? Normalization uses mathematical tricks to take the membranes back in time to answer exactly that question. We've been comparing apples and oranges up to this point. Let's dump your data into this normalization spreadsheet I developed based upon ASTM standards and advice from membrane manufacturers. Let's see if this data sings like a canary. Whipping out his hand-cranked laptop from his briefcase, Detective H2O transferred the RO data into his normalization worksheet copied down his equations, and updated the graphs. Then he whistled. Look what we have here, Howard. Wow, that's a horse of a different color, Detective. Looks like you've taken the blinders off. Yes. You see, as a membrane fouls, it takes more pressure to force the water through the membrane. Counterintuitively, as temperatures increase, water passes through the membrane more easily. These and other factors can make non-normalized data look just fine, but as you can see in this graph of normalized permeate flow, or NPF, it doesn't look fine at all. Look at these increases in October and late February. Those would be your cleanings. RO cleanings should be done based upon analysis of the data like we're doing here. Some rules of thumb of when to clean is when the normalized permeate flow decreases by 10 to 15 percent, normalized pressure drop increases by 15 percent, and or normalized salt passage increases 10%. Some membrane manufacturers may have slightly different recommendations, but these are a good place to start. Cleaning too frequently isn't necessarily good for the membranes, just like waiting too long can be bad for them as well. This is great, Detective H2O. How have we been doing then? It looks like you probably waited too long between cleanings when you did the October cleaning, but the membranes appear to have recovered well. 
Then, when you cleaned again in late February, you probably cleaned a little too early. It may have gone another month or so before the data would indicate the optimal time to clean. How about now? Is it time to clean now? Looking at this normalized data, I'd say things are actually holding steady. Barney said you fixed up software number two. Was that sometime around or after the last cleaning? You know, now that I think about it, yes, it was the beginning of March. That unit was prematurely hard for longer than I'm willing to admit. But should we clean the RO now? It's been over three months, going on four. Shouldn't we clean? I'd say no. Clean this RO based upon the normalized data. And the data says the RO is not fouled enough to clean. I'll leave you a copy of this normalization spreadsheet to keep logging your data into. You can email it to me periodically to take a glance over. We'll make the decision together. That makes me feel a lot better. The budget is tight around here at Aardvark Stamping Incorporated. The longer I can go without buying new membranes, the better. On the flip side, I don't want to spend more on labor and chemicals for RO cleaning than I have to either. This is a good plan, Detective H2O. I'm glad you're on my side. I'm always on the side of wise water decisions for both the customer and the industrial water equipment. Now, where's that coffee? In the underbelly and penthouses of the metropolis of Waterville, where the boilers percolate and cooling towers fog, there is one man who works tirelessly to end corrosion, stop scale, fight low-life microbes, and conserve water. That man is Detective H2O, best water treater this side of the Ohio, solving water problems drop by drop. Nation, I absolutely love going back through these archives and just revisiting what I was doing as I was recording them, all the things I was going through, different comments that you all gave to me after you listened to them, and all the great people that I met while I was making these episodes. I sure hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. And something else I know that you are absolutely enjoying is another gift that James McDonald has given us, and that is James's challenge. Now, each and every week this year, James McDonald has been giving us James's challenge. So at the end of the year, we've had 52 little challenges that we can complete that's going to make us a better industrial water treater. Now, for those of you that have not kept up for every one of James's challenges, it's never too late. You can go back through, listen to those challenges, and you can catch up. Remember, if you do, make sure you hashtag JC21 and hashtag ScalingUpH2O. We all love seeing how you're completing those challenges. Well, this week isn't going to be any different. We're going to add James's challenge to the celebration. Now, these are many James's challenges. Now, James isn't shrinking in size. James is the same size. The challenges are shrinking in size. So each and every day this week, you're going to get a new mini challenge and here's James to introduce Monday's challenge. Hey 
Hello, Scaling Up Nation, and happy Investor Water Week. As we celebrate all that we do, I'll be posting some mini challenges this week. Today's Pre-Treatment Monday, James's mini challenge is... Post a picture online of a softener valve assembly or RO membrane housings. You're either bound to see one or the other today, or have pictures stored away somewhere. You can get artsy and take a picture at a unique angle or close up, or you can just post what you have. It doesn't matter. Be sure to share your pictures on LinkedIn or other social media by tagging it with hashtag IWW21 and hashtag ScalingUpH2O. This is James McDonald, and I look forward to seeing what you share. Well, I hope you can tell I absolutely love celebrating Industrial Water Week with all of you. This is the most awesome holiday because it's our holiday. We finally get to celebrate the awesomeness that is industrial water treatment. So it's my hope that you are celebrating right along with me. I hope to see those pictures of your favorite softener or your favorite pre-treatment piece of equipment. And join me tomorrow for a brand new episode on Boiler Tuesday. Have a great industrial water week, folks. Nation, I mentioned earlier about going through some of these archived episodes and just thinking about all the people that I have met. Well, one of the things that I am just so proud of, I might have started, but the members of the Rising Tide Mastermind have really created the group to what it is today. And it is amazing of the friendships that we have. It's amazing of how we encourage each other. It is amazing of the topics that we talk about to make sure we're talking about the right things and the things that we need the most help with. Folks, again, I might have started that community, but it is the members of the community that just make that such an impressive group. Now, I don't know if this is the right group for you. I would like for you to investigate if you're an industrial water treater, and you are tired of going through life alone, go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash mastermind to read more about the mastermind. And if it sounds like something that you are interested in, let's schedule an interview between the two of us where you can find out if the Rising Tide Mastermind is right for you and the Rising Tide Mastermind can find out if you are right for it. I'd love to have that conversation because After all, life is all about relationships.